problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance on this Friday afternoon. Uh, so excited to have you guys along. It's been uh, it's been a rather light week. Uh, so, you know, I only had uh, two days of travel or three days of travel, uh, unlike our normal uh, but we're ready to uh, spin back up again here uh, very shortly. Headed to Memphis next week. Uh, we've got a couple of events that we're running out there and then uh, something going on in Ohio as well. So lots of stuff uh, coming down the pipe. Always reach out to us. We'd love to have you along. Uh, we've got two guests today and, and two guys I'm really excited about. One you've met uh, through the show already. Uh, and the other one uh, is is part of a team. So we did a, uh, I did a launch episode about the Transformational Leader podcast. Uh, when that launched and announced it, announced the intent. Uh, but these are the gentlemen that that created this uh, award and, and started all of this. And so I wanted to bring them onto the show today. I've got Paul Gustafson and Mike Harper on. How you guys doing? Fantastic, hey, Rick. Great. Yeah, yeah. to be here, man. So the three of us, are, it's been so long since we talked, was it? No, night before last. It's at least <laughs> yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. 24 hours ago? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Like that. But uh, wanted to get you guys on here and, and really uh, explain to, to my audience how this award came to be, how did this podcast come to be. Um, let's start at the beginning, though. Where, where did the, all of this start? It uh, all started, I think it was 2013. Um, oh, we We were working with Paul Martinelli. He was kicking around this idea of, wow, you know what, as John Maxwell team members, we should understand and recognize and, and certainly value other leaders. And we, we certainly should, should be able to, to recognize and understand who those leaders are out in the marketplace. And wouldn't it be great if we took time to be able to, to identify them and spotlight them in some way? And so uh, it was sort of the, the brainchild of Paul Martinelli, and he obviously got John to buy off on that idea. And so I think this is year six that we're doing this. But uh, every year, you know, we've uh, we've gone through this process of identifying leaders. So we started in 13 and we had a, originally now we do it in August, but originally it was a it was a February event. So February of 2014. So imagine that buildup that's happening late summer of 2013 just to identify leaders. And that was a fun process. And we're learning, you know, obviously a lot of stuff at that point. And then uh, every year we just keep improving it, and it's uh, it's fun. It's great. It's great connecting with great leaders out there, and uh, so we're we're still jazzed and excited about it. So, Mike, talk to me about what that process was. You know, in 2013, to identify leaders, to to narrow down to the award winner, uh, and then we can talk about you know lessons that we've learned and, and how we've grown to where we are today. That's a great question, Rick. You know, initially it's just about asking John Maxwell team members and people kind of around the globe to identify leaders uh, out there that were, were doing, at the time, it wasn't called the Transformational Leadership Award, right? It was just called the John Maxwell Leadership Award. And so we were just looking for leaders that were leading at a high level. Uh, we wanted to identify them, have an opportunity to interview. The process was, you know, pretty grueling when we first started. They had to go through a pretty extensive survey and still do. We still take them through, through part of that. 
but you know, I think it was a year, maybe two years later, Paul, you can re- refresh my memory. John kind of got, you know, on this word, you know, every year John does this, this word, right. Transformation was his word, I think three or four years ago now. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we, we followed suit with the award process and, and we renamed or kind of rebranded the leadership award to the, to the John C. Maxwell transformational leadership award, because that's really what we're looking for. Not just any leader, but leaders who are doing things transformational uh, out around the globe. And, and we've been lucky, Rick. Uh, we've, been, we've identified five fantastic transformational leaders, the last three with Ivan Meisner and Bonnie St. John last year, Kate, Casey Crawford, just fantastic leaders doing things in a big way uh, within their own communities and, and um, you know, that are making an impact, right, across the, across the world, not just in a small way. There's a lot of great leaders out there. But transformational leaders make impact across the globe. And that's what at least the last three and uh, three leaders have certainly been able to do. And speaking of Ivan Meisner, he's going to be on this very show next Friday. So we're excited oh, to, to have him coming on. And, awesome. and I got to, to meet him through the podcast. And, you know, yeah. obviously I knew him from the award and, and we got to, to know each other a little bit better through the podcast process. And uh, we weren't done with our conversation. So we've got to pick up where we left off uh, yeah. next week. So, right you know, one of the jokes that, that I get to say to anybody who's been through the process is, uh, you know, I tell them that we stopped collecting uh, their financial records and their, their DMVs. <laughs> but it, it is an intensive process. Talk about oh, that, yeah. Paul, for a second. I mean, when we, we don't want to just give anybody an award. There, there's a process that the whole team really helps out to, to ensure that they're of the quality that we're looking for to, to bear John's name. Sure. It, it's it's actually a fun journey. I, I think it's one of the most exciting things to go through uh, from two different standpoints. One, um, as a leader, we all want to be better leaders. And so when we started carving this out, obviously we have a guru in John Maxwell. And we were able to pull some of his ideas and what he shares in terms of the characteristics and qualities of a leader. And so we start with some of those questions, right? So the, the real type elements. Actually, we, we ended up identified five areas that were back down to four, but relationships. How is that leader, um, how are they, um, as far as their aptitude in, in the relationships area, what are they doing there to connect with other folks? Uh, equipping, what do they do to equip the, you know, the others around them, the followers, the other people that they're, they're, they're leading on that journey, whatever that journey is? What are they doing as far as equipping? Their attitude, certainly their attitude, their emotional intelligence, that's a huge component to leadership. And then the influence element of it, right? That's the L, the leadership. Leadership is influence. What are they doing there? What is the actual impact that they're having? And this is where Mike just shared just a few moments ago, the importance of the T, the transformation, right? So we didn't have that word in it because leader, that's pretty generic. Let's be specific. And so we added transformational component to that. And that was powerful. So that first part of the process is just really identifying great leaders that fit that bill of being real leaders, relationships, equipping, attitude, leadership. And then the next step has been in the past where we, we dive a little deeper. We've got some harder questions. We want to get to know you. And so we throw out more questions to them, uh, not just for the sake of asking questions, but really, to, again, to understand who they were and how they've led. And we learn more from their, their, their struggles and their challenges and the failures that they've go through than their successes. And that's true for all of us, isn't it, as far as leadership? And so it's fun just kind of gathering those and, and hearing the stories of what they've gone through, the, 
the just the the difficult times that turn out to be something significant in their journey, and that's where they're at. So then we would uh, we would at that point, if they pass the muster, then they get to that interview stage. Well, now we're seeing that you know what we can get that that interview stage done even sooner. We love having that conversation. And uh, excited that you're doing a lot of that for us, interviewing some great candidates, potential candidates for the Transformational Leadership Awards. And certainly, I, I would love for you to share that part of it, just the, the power of having dialogue and discussion with, with another leader. Well, and I'll certainly answer that and have a couple of stories that I'll share when we come back from break here in a second. Uh, but uh, before we go to break, Mike, talk about, though, that component, right? So you guys did a great job in interviewing them, but... Uh, those interviews weren't really released or there were only snippets of those interviews uh, when you saw the award in with 28,000 members now of the John Maxwell team, um, only the 4,000 in the room got to see those. So that's where you guys really started to birth the podcast idea. Yeah, I guess it was two years ago, Rick, we started thinking, okay, how we, we benefited, right? Paul and I, uh, and what we call our scrum team that, that you're now a part of, our, our internal executive team for the John Maxwell Transformational Leadership Award, we were benefiting. And, and a small portion of the John Maxwell team were benefiting because what we were doing, we, were, we, we, we built a team. They were helping us review the surveys that we were doing of these nominees. The, we were interviewing. When we got down to our top 30, we were doing interviews like we're doing today with those top 30. And then our and our then our team, our review team of about 100 people were reviewing those interviews and the survey. So you had about 100, 120 people benefiting from, from getting to know these nominees, right, and hearing these interviews. And, and, uh, and then, you know, Paul and I, I guess a couple of years ago, we started discussing how can we how can we help more people? How can we share these ideas and things that we're hearing and learning with more people? And so we, you know, we birthed this idea of, of the transformational leader podcast. And it was about two years ago and we just launched it in April of, of 2019. But I think Paul and I started discussing it probably two years ago, wasn't it Paul, at least 18 months ago. Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, we pitched the idea to, to, Paul Martinelli, the president of the John Maxwell team, and and got his buy-in, and we've you know we've had a lot of work to to get it launched. But it, really, the idea behind that, Rick, was so that not only the 100 people on the on the selection committee get to benefit, but now 28,000 or 25,000 members of the John Maxwell team plus the millions of John Maxwell followers, right, get to hear these interviews that you're doing or Paul's doing or that I'm doing with these nominees that we're identifying now and hearing those stories that Paul just talked about, about their journey. We like to call it the leadership journey. What, you know, kind of how they started, what's the journey they went on to become a transformational leader because, you know, what we've all learned, right, is we just don't wake up one day and become a transformational leader. There's a journey to that. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, fits and starts, a lot of failures, a lot of things that we've got to persist through. And, and I think that's the beauty of the transformational leader podcast that we now have is, is that, you know, millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people at least now get to benefit from those stories to hear that, you know, these transformational leaders, they didn't just wake up one day and become that. They had a journey to get there. And Rick, you're doing a great job of pulling those stories 
out of the people that we're interviewing now. And, and, and we're, you know, we're going back to some of those nominees that we've had over the last few years and sharing those, resharing some of those interviews with, uh, with our audience. And that's kind of how we're, where we're at now. And, and, uh, and, and it's, it's become a great journey for us as well. You know, the John Maxwell, the scrum team, right? The, the leadership award committee, Paul and I to kind of realized two years ago, we kind of birthed this idea. And now here we are really getting to see the fruit of it, which is another journey in itself that we could talk about for a long time. And I'm excited to do that. We're going to share some of the stories, not only of the interviews, but um, how people can nominate, what that process looks like. uh, And then some of our stories of the nomination process and now becoming friends with some of these transformational leaders. So we're going to do all that right after the break. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back to the Work-Life Balance on this Friday afternoon. I've got my good friends Paul Gustafson and Mike Harbour on the line with me. We're talking about... Uh, kind of the evolution of the John Maxwell Team Transformational Leader Award. Uh, it's actually the John C. Maxwell uh, presented by the John Maxwell Team. And so we, we started the, the first segment talking about the journey of the award itself and how the podcast came to be. But we want to be clear that the, the podcast is simply bringing the, uh, the nominees to life. It, it's, it's giving a voice, giving the story. Um, but instead of the full process that we used to do, there's still a process, but not uh, not collecting their financial records and DNA samples like we used to. <laughs> but uh, it, it but but the podcast now is taking place of that interview that you used to do, Paul. Right, yeah. and and uh, so we're selecting our award winners from those that were on the podcast. So I think it's a great way for people to uh, learn about these leaders, to see what's happening, to hear their story, and then eventually. You know they can they can kind of root for their favorite to to go on to the award as well. But uh, did did yeah. you want to add anything to that, Mike? No, I mean I think you you hit it uh, you hit it out of the park there, Rick. It is we used to what we did was we kind of nominated 
leaders behind the scenes. No one really knew who they were. No one really saw those names outside of the John Maxwell team. Uh, and then we would do an interview that would, you know, was kept internally, right? And and so now what we're doing is we're asking your audience, our audience, the the world at, at large. We're asking you to identify leaders for us. Um, you know, you at, at uh, let's. Paul, you'll have to share the website. It, it escapes me right now where, where we do that. I had it on tip of my tongue before I started. Yeah. Saying that, but we, we can share that. But what we're asking, Rick, is, is people to identify those leaders for us, right? And then we'll, yeah. we're, we're going to interview them on that Transformational Leader podcast. And then, you know, potentially they'll be nominated for the leadership award, depending on who they are and what they're doing. So it's just it's kind of uh, just flip-flopping the, the process a little bit. still sure. the same. We're, we're getting to the end result uh, of the leadership award winner at the end of the game. Yeah. And if I could add to it, I mean, this is a great lesson learned for all of us as leaders. We all want to make, we all want to add value. We want to make a difference. And it's all about Rick. It's all about continuous improvement. So every year at the end of our awards, uh, we like, what can we do better? We ask really two questions. What did we like? And what, what do we wish was different? And it's through that process where Mike and I talked about, Hey, you know what? I really wish we had the opportunity to be able to, to showcase and share some of these interviews are great. Now, uh, let me back up. John Maxwell is definitely involved in a lot of the elements of top 10 selection. And he obviously is a part of that. So there is definitely a, a, a strong team. You know, there's, you know, dream work requires teamwork. And, uh, you know, there is a team behind this. But we realize, like to Mike's point, wow, these interviews, if we could put it in a format and put it out there. So continuous improvement, so vital, so important. We went through that process of like, okay, let's let's put this out in front first. Let's allow an opportunity for folks to identify great leaders that are transformational that we want to have interviewed on these podcasts and talk about great topics centered on leadership because it's not easy. Leadership's not easy, but we can get to, to great stories and uh, share some great insights uh, based on those experiences that other people have gone through and be able to highlight those things in a format that makes sense. And obviously you're doing it right here with this podcast is fantastic. So you know the value of a podcast. And so that's what we're doing. We're just tying that together. We wanted to create a win-win strategy out of this. Yeah. yeah and I can, oh, go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, Rick, ultimately we're asking, who do you know that we should know, right? That's yeah. John Maxwell taught us that. Who do you know that we ought to know that we don't? Because we we don't know. I love the whole idea of six degrees of separation, right? I mean, but through through six people, we know the world. But I don't know the world, but through you, Rick, I've met people through you that I didn't know. I've met people through Paul that I didn't know, but because of our relationships. And that's what we're asking is just look into your network of leaders that you know that we should know that have a, you know, have an opportunity to share their story on the Transformational Leader Podcast. And, you know, let, let's talk about, tra- I'm going to transition here for a second, because as we ask this audience to begin to identify or think through that, um, it's it's people that have been transformational in their life just as much. It, you don't have to be an Ivan Meisner or Casey Crawford to, to have that level of impact. And I think Todd Nesloni was, was one of the better stories of that, right? He made it into our top 10, but, you know, he's a principal in a, in a community, in, in Texas. And, uh, but some of the things that he was able to do and, and was passionate about, including creating the hashtag kids deserve it, um, really started to, to make impact and influence all over the world that he, that he wasn't even aware of. I mean, I found him because of the hashtag and I was like, man, whoever created this, I got to talk to this guy. And yeah. so he was on this show two or three times. I, I nominated him last year. He made it to the top 10 
Uh, in fact, we just dropped his episode, what, two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, we're real familiar when we when we interview each other now. <laughs> I don't have to go through that uh, getting to know the person stage with him. But uh, it was cool to see that. And, and not only that, the to hear Todd talk about um, what it meant to him as well, yeah. that recognition. Yeah. Go ahead, Paul. Great. It was a great interview, too. I just love uh, I, I love how you pulled just some nuggets out of that. And again, you're tying... You're asking him to share his experiences, his story. And there's something about that journey, something through the experiences that we go through. Um, they're worth sharing, right? So a leader, they may have a lot of knowledge and awareness, but when they share their story to tell you how they went through it or what they, they've gone through to, to be able to achieve some, some level of success, because we're all servant leaders. And that's the other thing that I think is, is powerful about our transformational leader is that we're all serving in some capacity and serving to add value. And uh, so that, that's why I appreciated that interview that you did and certainly many of the other ones, but that was a great interview. So if you haven't had a chance guys to listen to that podcast, Mike asked about the link. Here's the link. If you go to John Maxwell team.com slash podcast, you'll see the podcast and uh, you'll see, I forget how many we got out there, maybe 21 episodes at this point. I would also su suggest that you go to johnmaxwellteam.com slash leader if you want to identify a leader. And uh, we're looking, you guys know somebody that we should know. Mike made that mention a moment ago. And we would love to hear from them to see who they are. Uh, we want to celebrate. John wants to celebrate leaders. He wants to celebrate it, not for who they are, but what they're doing, the impact that they're making through other people. And that's really the element of a leader. It's not so much what they do by themselves. It's what they're doing with other people. So we want to hear about them. That's fantastic. You know what I love about Nestloni, Rick? I love, uh, you know, number one, that you nominated him and, and we get to talk about him. But what I loved about Todd is that uh, he, transformational leaders, you know, they get out of the box, right? He, he, here, here he is, a school principal that could have just led the way most school principals do and kind of stay in the box. And, you know, this is the lines that we got to draw and stay within. But he got outside of the, the lines and uh, colored a new, you know, colored some new boundaries and, and did some things that were truly transformational in a school system that needed it. And uh, I love what Paul Martinelli says, you know, in, in America, we mass produce average, but Todd's not an average guy. You know, he's not an average leader. And that's truly what transformational leadership is all about is, is stepping out away from the status quo, stepping away from average and doing things different. So I, I highly recommend that, that, you know, your listeners go listen to that, that interview uh, that you did with Todd on the Transformation Leader podcast. Janelle McCauley's interviews there. She's certainly a leader who, you know, is, thinks outside the box when it comes to leadership and mindset. Um, and we've got, a, you know, more. I mean, that's just the two I can think of right now. We've got more ready to, you know, that we're that we're producing right now that are getting ready to drop in the next few weeks that that uh, we really want. We're excited about. And and uh, but I love Todd's story, man. It's, it's uh, he 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 truly transformed a school system because he was not afraid to step outside the lines and color a different image. Yeah. One of my favorite moments from that is is revealing the fact that, you know, he. He is this principal. He writes a book. It's wildly successful. Kids deserve it. He gets he gets accolades, goes to the White House. And his next project was a book that was produced by his teachers in that school called Stories from Web. Uh, uh, so he took this stage that he just acquired. And the first thing he did was glorify his team by that. And to me, that's 
that's just an incredible uh, thing to watch and, and, and to be a part of. But I think that that's what's so important about this podcast is those personal stories. So I can tell you my personal vision. You know, I was part of the, the scrum team, not the scrum team, but part of the, um, the, the groups that, that reviewed, review team yeah. last year. Yeah. And so I'd review their answers and it was, you know, written and, you know, I tried to go find something on YouTube, try to find out a, a little bit more about them, but it was still kind of cold. Even, even when we got to the awards and, and we had the top 10 there, I had like three that I knew and seven I didn't. And so those seven, I didn't have a chance to warm up to. Well, one of those, a, a great example would be uh, Alex Vila, uh, right? He's the uh, Red Cross guy and we, we've mm. got an episode coming up with him, but I just did yeah. his interview uh, a couple of weeks ago, and man, did I miss the boat in in getting to know him at the time, right? I, I had this awesome opportunity to to really get to know this guy, and, and I didn't I didn't take advantage of that. Is because I hadn't heard that personal story, which is what this podcast is really bringing bringing forward, right? That power of the personal story, right? Yeah, so true. So, who are some of your favorites that that you've met in the past, or maybe have a friendship with now? That that was, you know, somebody that uh, maybe you nominated or, or just met, but now have this relationship because of this process. And we got about three minutes to break. Oh man, a bunch of names come to mind. I love connecting with leaders, and certainly through this process, it's been a great opportunity to do that. I think uh, Bonnie St. John stands out. She was our winner a couple of years ago. Um, Ivan Meisner. You know, here's the cool thing all these great leaders, they're not, they don't all have the same personality. Right. Everybody's different. They're unique. They all have their own stories. They've all have gone through their challenges, by the way. Nobody's had a, a, a clean pay, uh, path and pavement to success. You know, they've gone through something, but um, just connecting with those types of folks. It's been fantastic. Um, and uh, certainly Alex, we got Alex, I think featured next week. He's coming up on the Wednesday podcast. Oh, nice. Um, that that was another great interview, and uh, there's a guy I want to continue to to understand and learn because he's making an impact. He really wants to add value to other people. That's the common denominator across all these leaders, and it's great talking to them. So, what, Mike, what what are your some of your folks that you like? You oh, enjoy man. talking You're to? You're putting me on the spot, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's look some some of the people. Here's the hard part about what we do, Rick. Is you know we're 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 getting to meet great people, great leaders, and some of them don't win, like Bob Goff, right? One of my oh, favorite. His energy great. is so infectious, man. He's great. And uh, Jason Benham, who, you know, these are guys that, that'll be on the interview. Their energy and, and, and passion so uh, in, infectious. I think of a guy from year one that, um, that I'm, I'm going to try to renominate this year, a guy named Des Cummings, who uh, is, is a you know, big executive with the uh, Orlando health, uh, healthcare system in, uh, in Florida, you know, just, just guys, I mean, those are names just off the top of my head that I can think yeah. of that fantastic leaders at what they do. I loved Bonnie St. John. She was fantastic. And, you know, and, and her husband, by the way, you know, yeah. that we got to spend a lot of time with and, and meet and the things that he's done with, you know, the movie industry and, and things. So sometimes you get to meet not only great leaders, but the families of these great leaders that we've had the opportunity to do over the last uh, few years as well. I think my uh, recently, just a recent example is uh, Mark Batterson. Yeah. I've had a, some great conversations with him uh, through this whole process. And, uh, you know, there's a guy who's, again, it's not about him. It's about adding value to other people. And, uh, and he certainly, through the experiences that he's had, Again, not all successes, some failures, but through that process, it's very encouraging, and uh, he's out there to add value. So, yeah. Mark, Mark is your pastor, isn't he? 
No, he's, no. he's up in Washington, D.C. So no, who was your in D.C.? Who was your pastor? Daniel right? Floyd. Yeah, Daniel Floyd. It took everything up. in me not to not to throw a comment or tease you during that. I yeah. had to stay professional, but I was I mean, there was like four or five times I almost threw something out uh, against you, Paul, just to, to have a yeah. little little Easter egg in there for us. But we're going to take another quick break right here. We're going to be right back with Paul Gustafson, Mike Harbor, talking about the Transformational Leader podcast. You're listening to Rick Morris on the Work-Life Balance. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to the Work-Life Balance on this Friday afternoon, talking with Mike Harbour, Paul Gustafson, about the Transformational Leader Podcast. It was interesting. We were just talking about um, nominees and, and um, that lead-in music always gets me. That uh, That's a, a song I produced in 2013 with a group called The Party, which is part of the Mickey Mouse Club. And I don't think my feet have still come to the ground from, from running that event a few weeks ago and, and yeah. still getting tons of social media. But one of the people uh, that, that we nominated and, and uh, have interviewed is Rona Bennett, who uh, is part of that Mickey Mouse Club and, and part of En Vogue and does some some you know, podcasting and, and leadership coaching and all that kind of stuff. So uh, she, uh, I in fact just read your notes, uh, Paul and Mike on, on um, that interview, but um, it exposes us to all these different people, different audiences, but you also get the person. If you take the moment to go to the John Maxwell team.com slash leader, we want to glorify you as the person who's nominating them as well and help potentially build a relationship for the two of y'all. Um, because we want to recognize who nominated them. And, and again, I can tell you from experience with Todd and, and a couple others that have nominated, it really starts to create a bond of, of building a relationship. Do you, you have any story like that, Paul or Mike, to, to, to share about, you know, somebody you've nominated and watch it go through? Well, I, I'm not, I, I want to speak more for other folks rather than myself. Cause I, I get excited. All our nominations have come through, uh, the different channels, the John Maxwell team members um, who've been nominated somebody who won it. 
Um, it's super powerful. First of all, I would say some people are reluctant. Some people are like, well, I really don't know this leader. Like, well, actually, this is the perfect thing that you could do. If you know that they're an impact person, then let us know about that leader. And um, it, it's it's a very easy pathway to be able to recognize somebody for who they are. And, and typically what we've seen, like uh, Trudy Menke, she nominated uh, Bonnie St. John. And uh, I think she had a little bit of reluctance when she did it, but she went ahead and did it. And, and for Bonnie, that meant the world that, that there was that connection that was made earlier, a couple of years earlier that um, truly uh, impacted Trudy and played out later on. And, and for Bonnie, it was like, wow, uh, thank you. That, that meant a lot that you would nominate me. And so what a great way to, to acknowledge and recognize a great leader just by nominating them, identifying them for the, for the podcast. And potentially through that process, they'll be nominated into the leadership awards this year. So uh, Doug Grant did that with Casey Crawford. Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, I, I remember the gal who nominated Tony Stewart, our first award winner. Uh, great. And these are all great stories. There's stories in those nominations themselves just from these individuals. And those are pretty cool. I think it was yeah. on a podcast. I'm not sure who, I can't remember who it was. They didn't know who had nominated them. So they, they made it to a top 10, like in 2016, 2017. And so through, through um, our little uh, access, I was able to reveal the name of, of who nominated him. And he was like, Oh, you got to tell the story of that. It was pretty yeah. cool to watch him light up uh, talking about the person who actually nominated him. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to that, Mike? Yeah, it's uh, it's always good. You know, people love to be uh, be patted on the back sometimes, right? No matter how. I mean, leaders, transformational leaders, they're not really looking for awards or anything. And sometimes we have them say, you know, I'm not really interested in an award. I do what I do because I want to lead. But at the end of the day, they like to be recognized, right? And so it is fun to to uh, to reveal those stories. And, and you know, again, I've when Paul was talking about Trudy Minke, I just remember that, you know, we've built a great relationship with Bonnie. Uh, it helped Bonnie and Trudy solidify and even develop a deeper relationship. I know I've, I've nominated several people over the, the last few years that my, my relationship strengthened. You got a guy like Phil Newbold, who was a top 10 a couple of years ago, who's now a John Maxwell team member. You know, he ended up joining the John Maxwell team. And um, I think last year I nominated um, um, Chris Van Gorder, who's a, you know, healthcare CEO out in San Diego. And I think he's, have you interviewed him yet? Or you're, you're getting he's, ready to interview he's him? He's on my list. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's scheduled. You know, I know that. Yeah. So he's, you know, fantastic CEO and his story's fantastic of how he got into leadership, right? He was a cop who got shot and then ended his career. And, and, uh, but through that, he found healthcare as a profession and uh, is considered one of the, the, one of America's top healthcare CEOs today. So, you know, just in, in being able to nominate him and then just build a relationship um, with that. And I've got a I've got a gentleman I've nominated this year. I'm excited about us building a relationship with because he's doing big things in, in Florida and uh, won't reveal that name right now because I want to make sure that we get we get him through the process. But, you know, again, a former hospital or healthcare CEO that's doing big things as, as far as community development and and, and things of that nature now, but just being able to build relationships with those folks simply because you recognize them and, and said, Hey, I want to, I want to identify you to, to be interviewed on the transformational leader podcast because of what you're doing. And there's a chance to, to be nominated for the transformational leadership award. You know, that right there 
helps just open the door for dialogue and communication. And uh, you never know where it may go, what it may lead to. Yeah, yeah. Todd, Todd Nesloni joined the John Maxwell team as well. I mean, we, sure did. this is uh, this is kind of an entry point for them to see what we're all about. And uh, in the interview with Bonnie St. John, she went on and on about her experience with us at that event and, and what that event was like and, and what it was like to take the stage. Um, so I think it's pretty cool uh, that we get to I, I get to be Todd's host at this IMC. So I'm going to make sure yeah. that, that we, we show him the ropes and what happens at, at, at IMC stays at IMC. But we're going to show him <laughs> the ropes anyway. But, Paul, you were going to add something. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of speaks to the John Maxwell team and kudos to anybody that's part of that team. You know, the, the operative word there is family. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody's trying to t- twist the, the arms of Philip Newbold or Todd Nesoloni to join the team. They just recognize they see something in it and they're like, you know what? I'm drawn to that. I'm drawn to the, the connections, the family acts aspect that uh, that exists, the DNA, the John Maxwell team DNA. And so kudos to that. Anybody that's part of that John Maxwell team, uh, you are family and it's it's a powerful force. It really is. And we're excited when we get a new member. You know, it's kind of like. Uh, uh, wonderful life, right? There's a, there, there's a bell that's going off angels <laughs> wings got clipped. It's or you either an angels wings got earned or they joined the John Maxwell team, you know, yeah, either way, either <laughs> way. But I would say, I would just add to this. Um, when you nominate a leader, you know, the five level languages, right? Rick, you're familiar with that. Yes. Right? And think about ways that we can affirm other people. And one way, one of the five is, you know, words of affirmation. And this is definitely a mechanism to give affirmation for other people. So, Well, what's interesting as well, and one of my favorite questions to ask is, you know, do they themselves consider themselves a transformational leader? Or is this the first time they thought of themselves as a transformational leader because they were nominated from the award? We get some great answers to that question. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think I, you know, as I said earlier, leaders that are at this level, they're not doing it for accolades or awards, right? And so they're not waking up every morning saying, I'm transformational. I'm a transformational leader. Uh, it, they just arrive there. You know, I think of John Maxwell, one of one of John's, um, you know, he talked, John talks about the, the law of consistency, right? Just being consistent. That's that law of consistency that, that, you know, eventually we arrive at, at the, the success. I think it's a Henry David Thoreau quote that I'm, kind of thinking of, but, you know, in due time, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll experience success, ex- experience what we're looking for, the, uh, the vision of our dreams. Right. And, and I think that's what transformational leaders do. They just, they wake up every morning, as Paul said, and say, how can I add value to other people? And over time, they do that consistently day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. And then they, then they're recognized for their transformation because, you know, they've helped so many, they've added so much value to others. And, um, and, and, and then they, then they arrive. It's not, but it's not a place. It's not a, it's not like a goal, right? It's a journey that they've been on. It's not a goal that they, that they've said. And that's kind of the stories we hear from people. It's, it's never, yeah, when I was, you know, when I was 15 years old, I set a goal to be a transformational leader. I don't think anyone's ever done that, that we've talked to. It's just, I just wake up in the morning and look to add value to people. And those are the kind of leaders we're looking for. Yeah, and I love hearing uh, you said this earlier, Paul. But hearing their their story of falling, and I, I think that's one of their favorite things to talk about. Uh, yeah. They don't like to talk about well, here's here's all the great value adds that I'm giving my team. They like to talk about 
man, I didn't think I'd ever get here because of this or that. And that's been the eye-opening portion of the, of the interviews for me is, is to really hear the struggles uh, and the commitment to that consistency, Mike, to your point. Um, yeah. It's a real commitment and it's very, very inspirational for me to hear. Yeah. The question that, uh, that you're ultimately asking is, how have you gotten out of your comfort zone? Because you can't find success unless you step out of your comfort zone. And when you ask that question, like, how have you failed? What are the steps that you've experienced where maybe you took a misstep or you learned from that experience? Um, how did you get out of your comfort zone? And they'll, they'll tell you. They'll, 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 they're honest with you. And they'll, they'll tell you, you know what? Through that experience, I was able to learn or I was able to lean on other people. And we're able to achieve something far greater than we ever expected. And that's what's so cool about this, Rick, is that when you when they start to share their story, they will tell you they had a vision maybe, but the ultimate travel and the journey on that vision, the picture, the, the, it was actually much bigger. It was a bigger picture than what they actually envisioned. And that's pretty powerful. And we get to be a part of that with them because mm -hmm. they're on that interview and all of a sudden they realize, and maybe they don't, I think they do, they realize, wait a minute. This is part of the bigger picture. What's happening right here and now in this interview in the context of what's happening in a discussion that'll take place afterwards is just revealing the picture even more. And it's pretty powerful. So I, I love being a part of that, just hearing that and like, wow, we're right in the midst of, the, of, of getting this great insight just based on the experiences that people are going through and seeing the bigger picture. Yeah. And the prevailing themes that we hear, Mike, is, uh, you know, me to we, I hear that a lot. I stopped living for myself, started living for a team. And that's been a consistent message that I'm hearing from these leaders as well. Yeah, I think that's, that's so good making that transition from self-serving leadership to, you know, what we call servant leadership. I like to use the term value add leadership and, you know, the stories of failure give me hope, right? Because I, Rick, I've got a PhD and, professional habit of doing dumb things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I've, I've done a lot of dumb things and think, man, I'm never going to arrive at the place that I want to arrive. But yet when you hear these stories of, of leaders who have gotten there, you realize, hey, they've, you know, they've made some mistakes along the way too. I love, I love John's. That's why I love John Maxwell because he's so true, you know, transparent and authentic with the mistakes he's made. Um, you know, and it, so it gives us all hope, right? Just to keep persisting and driving and realizing, you know, John, you mentioned this me to we, John's law of significance, right? Any, anything of value, anything of significance, uh, one is too small a number to do that. And, and it's the same thing with the Transformational Leadership Award that we are all a part of. We couldn't, we couldn't nominate, we couldn't identify the, the level of leaders that we want to by ourselves. You know, like Mike Harbour doesn't know enough people. Paul Gustafson doesn't know enough people. Uh, we couldn't get through the process uh, with just one person. And and that's the stories we hear from, from these leaders. I, I love, uh, gosh, what Casey Crawford is doing and, you know, the teams that he's building, the communities and the things that he's doing. If you, if you don't, if you haven't followed his story, you guys, if you haven't followed him since he won the award, man, he is doing some super big things and he's doing it through the power of we, right? Not, not just him. His energy, his passion, his drive is is making it, you know, making the way, but he's got other people around him that are helping him, um, you know, execute on that vision, which is fantastic. So a lot of people have a lot of letters after their name and, and every once in a while I'll get tongue in cheek and I'll put uh, 
uh, MCLM behind mine, people go, what is that? And so I'm the master of the career limiting move. <laughs> that's, that's what, <laughs> I was very good at that in my career. Learned a lot of hard lessons. But, hang on, uh, hang on. I got to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> MCLM after your name, master of the career limiting move. So uh, we're going to take our final break right here. We're going to be right back with Paul and Mike. We're going to ask them uh, the question that we ask all of our guests as well is what's some of the best advice they've ever received. Uh, so we'll cue that up for you, but uh, we'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Rick Morris on the Work-Life Balance. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back for the final segment of the Work-Life Balance this Friday afternoon. I wanted to give you guys a chance just to uh, let people know how to get in touch with you. How do they follow up? And and if, Paul, you can do the uh, website again for if they have a leader they'd love to nominate for this process. Yeah, just go to the John Maxwell team, uh, johnmaxwellteam.com website slash leader. So johnmaxwellteam.com slash leader. And uh, you'll see a little button there. It says identify a leader and uh, you'll see Casey Crawford, I think. I don't have it up, so just going from memory, but you should see a little bit about the awards from last year, but that's a, that's the way to identify a leader. So, And okay. how do people get in touch with you, Paul? Yeah, so uh, the best way, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Paul Gustafson. That's G-U-S-T-A-V-S-O-N, Paul Gustafson. I'm on Twitter. Um, obviously, other social media platforms, but that's probably the best way. Or uh, just send me an email at uh, Paul Gustafson at Simventions, S-I-M as in mom, V-E-N-T-I-O-N-S dot com. And Mike? Yeah, thanks, for, thanks, Rick, again for the opportunity to talk with you today. I love, uh, I love the conversation about the Transformation Leader Podcast. It's a, it's a labor of love for Paul and I. We've been doing it for a long time, and it's, uh, it's always fun to share kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. But for me, uh, my website's MikeHarbor.net. Just uh, www.mikeharbor, H-A-R-B as in boy, O-U-R dot net. Or you can connect with me as well on Twitter at uh, Harbor Mike. 
it's probably the best way to kind of find me and, and connect with me uh, as well. So I'm going to put you guys on the hot seat now because we've been talking about other people. But what's uh, we'll start with you, Paul. What's some of the best advice you've ever received? And yes, we can go back and watch your previous show to see what your answer was then. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, uh, there's so much great advice that I've gotten. I would say, let me go to my my um, my uncle. He was sort of the mentor in my life, and I was going through a little challenging time, probably when I was 20, 21, 22. And that's at that point where he kind of took me under his wings and became a mentor. And then years later, a funny story, we went to go pick up a mattress at Costco and we tie it up and he's got his hand out the window and I'm holding it and we're driving through Denver. And, you know, I realized that this was one of those magical moments that I had with him. I didn't know how much time he had left because he was, he was going through cancer. So I asked him, the, you know, every mentor should be asked the question, like, what's What's the secret? What's been the one thing that has given you the most impact in terms of who you are? So I asked my uncle, my uncle Jay, that question. And he said, you know, here's what I've discovered, Paul, that your outlook that drives your output and your output, how you see things, your output always comes back around as input. And uh, that was impactful. And I asked him, I said, even when you have cancer? And he said, especially when you have cancer. Wow. And that has impacted me to this day. So outlook drives output and always comes back around as input. Mm. Mike, you want to try to top that? <laughs> that's, the, that's the best advice I've ever received right there. Just <laughs> right <can't>. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, you know, I think of three things when you ask that question, Rick, my grandmother, who was kind of the, the, uh, the love of my life, right? She kind of raised me. I grew up in a pretty tough home, a broken home, lots of dysfunction. And, you know, she was always the one who encouraged me behind the scenes and her, you know, her words still ring it true in my ears is don't ever give up. You know, no matter what you face, don't ever get up, just get back up, keep pressing forward, keep driving on. She grew up in the depression. She was eighth grade educated. She had to drop out of school to kind of help take care of her family and those kind of things. And she just, you know, she real grit, lots of grit, lots of grit from her. And so don't ever give up. And then from, um, from John Maxwell, the greatest advice I've ever gotten from him was from his book, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, The Law of Connection. You know, touch a person's heart before you ask for a hand. And for me, that's a hard thing to do because I'm a very task-oriented you know, let's get it done type of person. Let's, you know, what do we got to get done? Let's get it done and not real relational. So that's that I have to, I have to teach myself that every day, even though I've been a student of John's for 23, 26 years now. Um, I ha that's something I have to remind myself every day. And I, you know, I read that in one of his books when I was 23 years old I'm 49 now. So, and then, and then the advice from Paul Martinelli is you know, the, the question is, is your thinking, your thinking, you know, or is it someone else's, right? Make sure you're thinking and, and you're not letting someone else's thoughts drive your behavior, drive your actions. And so those, those three things right there, I think, are the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten is um, don't ever give up. Make sure I'm doing my own thinking and make sure I'm connecting with others before I ask them to help me. Yeah, I love I love the way Paul puts things as well. You know, that's the beauty of of being a, a member of this team. Not only do we have family, but we have phenomenal mentors. And uh, you know, I find myself throughout these podcasts and and this show constantly quoting from them. It's it's got to get to to a point where it's quote overhaul. But I love how Paul says uh, before you ask for somebody for their advice, make sure they're qualified to give it. 
Yeah. Right. Or, right. And I love that because you, people go like, what do you think of this business plan? And your friend will shoot it down. They, they've never written a business plan. <laughs> they they, they oh. don't know. what they're They just go, oh, it's a dumb idea. And we go, yeah, you're right. And that, that's that. So I love. Yeah. I Had love that it. example today, man. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so guys, um, I, I, I've got a personal uh, thank you to you. I mean, you know, this is something that you guys have been rolling with for six years. I got involved last year. You know, I get a call out of the blue from the the two of you guys with this idea and said, "Hey, we we want you to be a part of this. We want you to be the 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 guy that does the interviews." And and so I want to say thank you to you for trusting me with your your vision and and your team and and your award, right? It, it, the the things that you guys have pulled through and I've it, it's been a blessing to get to know you both even better. Paul and I are looking forward to wandering the halls of uh, of the Marriott again. I'm sure. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, but uh, I just want to say thank you guys to, to trusting the, the vision and the format uh, to me. It, it was a high honor uh, to me as well. Yeah. And uh, let me just throw this at you, man, because that was a great experience kind of going through the back hallways of Marriott, the Marriott. And I found this quote from J.K. Rowling. I don't know if you, you may have heard this before. It's our choices that show that we're what we truly are far more than our abilities. And that's been that's sort of like my the the quote I keep looking back at the last few days, but um, the last few weeks actually. So choices more than our abilities, and yeah. um, thank you for the choices that you're making, and everybody that's listening. Just uh, just a reminder, you know, the choices that you make make a difference, and uh, keep making good choices. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks for having us on, Rick, and, and yeah. enjoyed the conversation. Thank you guys so much. And uh, speaking of our listeners, uh, uh, thank you to you guys. I, I just got numbers again last week. I just signed my fourth year to do this show uh, with the network. And uh, I track, you know, all the metrics as I should. And I've already hit the number of listeners I had all year last year by by this show. So uh, the audience is growing. You guys have been tremendous. The, the feedback is phenomenal. You can always hit me up at, at Rick A. Morris or Rick at RickAMorris.com. Um, or find me on Facebook, but I love interacting with you guys. Uh, join us next week as we're going to have the great Dr. Ivan Meisner, a former winner of this award, uh, as we talk through his latest book. Uh, and uh, we're going to get into it on the work-life balance and what that really means. So we hope you'll join us next Friday. Until then, I hope everybody enjoys their work-life balance, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show.